Brotherhood, multiplication, restoration. We are Sin Network. We're a family, planning churches together. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. All right, what's up, everyone? I am here with Bruce Moore, pastor of Christ Fellowship in Tampa. How are you doing, sir? Man, it's great to uh, see you, buddy, and be here with you. Yeah, man. First of all, let me just say thank you. You have really engaged deeply. When I think about kind of mottos and examples of churches who have been um, really trying to engage in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, man, I look, I look at people like you, Martin Vargas. I mean, I look at you, like you guys have jumped in. You guys have done things collaboratively. You have done things individually. You, like you're really on the front line to doing that, man. And so really just thank you for, for that. Well, you're, you're welcome. It's just been an honor to uh, get a fresh word from God and ask what does he want to do during this season and times. Yeah, and, and it's one thing to get a fresh word, but it's another thing to enact and have the courage to execute that. And you're definitely one of the churches that have not kind of went on your heels and, and went into self-preservation mode, but you have really uh, went on the off, off, offensive and just really, you know, have been in, able to engage in your community and in so many different ways. And so well, I'm thank really, you so much. really thankful for what you guys, what you guys are doing. You know, today what I want to talk to you about is specifically as different states are reopening, right? Georgia is, yeah. is a guinea pig. I don't know, is Florida one of the states that are already reopening? Phase one, phase one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so Georgia, Florida, I know that Tennessee and uh, Texas, like there's, you know, everyone is going to this period of reopening and while everybody is focusing in on reopening Sunday services, you know, I wanted to kind of broaden it up and just like give us some categories to begin to think about as we are going in, you know, thinking about our ministries, our programs, you know, like these are things that we got to begin to think about as it relates to the new normal, as mm -hmm. it relates to what we're, what we're talking about, what we're doing. So you know, when you talk about phase one, what do you, what do you, what is like, what's phase one look like for Florida? Well, I mean, phase one allows you to have up to uh, 10 people meeting together in a social distance. Phase two, I think it's up to 50 people. Although then the governor came out and said religious organizations are exempt. And so it's, to be honest with you, it's confusing. It's all over the place. And so, you know, I think what we're doing is we're just getting a sense from uh, in our time with our staff and praying and under some godly counsel, you know, of, of what some rollouts look like. And in many ways, you know, our services corporately obviously have changed. They've gone online. Our community groups obviously have gone online. Uh, we'll start back up in about uh, two weeks, Lord willing. Community groups will go back uh, in person live. Um, and that will kind of be the setup for, um, for three or four weeks before we would then do some um, uh, corporate worship gathering with a lot of social distancing. We're trying to um, uh, be extravagant in our generosity and then uh, have uh, this opportunity really to be a good neighbor in terms of health and social distancing during this time. Yeah, that's exciting. One of the questions that we're constantly asking all of our members that we say, you know, we're going to be asking you two questions. How are you doing? 
and how is your neighbor doing? You know, yeah. now those are two critical mm -hmm. questions that good, we need good. to ask that as we are being able to engage in this next, you know, pandemic, I was going to ask you, do you have kind of a rollout plan? And so it sounds like you're going to be incrementally kind of bringing it in, you know, mm -hmm. by and creating that. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. We have four yeah. different phases in that process right there. And one of the things that we're constantly looking at is something that you and I just talked about briefly and it's some different shapes of understanding of which ministries we currently are in, which ones we're keeping and which ones are going to roll out or stop. Yeah. And so that's really what I want to talk to you about today is this, you know, a lot of times as we're thinking about simply the Sunday gathering and the rollout, but I wanted to kind of go and to get a 30,000 foot view or yeah. just like all of our ministries, all of our programs, all of the initiatives that we do, because this is the new normal that we all got to think about. And it I is. wanted to, to talk to you to help give some categories to helping um, our church planners, our pastors, our leaders to be able to think through categories to think about it. And it's from a document that you shared with us on the advisory board. It's, it's, it's called a reshaping document. That document is going to be is on the screen here when we talk about reshaping and on the top of it it talks about we know everything will not have the same recovery shape as we settle into the new normal reshaping mm -hmm. is a predictive and preemptive decisions that will help plan and determine next steps towards the new normal and on there you see that there's a v-shape recovery a u-shaped recovery j-shaped recovery and l-shaped recovery yeah. why don't you just kind of walk through the, the differing categories for us to kind of give a framework for it well i want to shout out i mean that particular document we're sharing today came out of family church and our buddy jimmy scroggins uh in west palm beach but what they picked up on is something called recession or recovery shapes and they've been used by economists for years, maybe 40 years, uh, to describe different types of recessions and recoveries. And what I thought was interesting about this is they, like many businesses, have used this model. And churches uh, have used uh, these different shapes to think through um, startups, uh, rollouts, uh, things we're going to stop. So um, the V-shaped uh, uh, is where a ministry or church suffers a sharp but brief uh, period of decline or stopping something in a strong recovery. It may be an example would be uh, a worship gathering. We've all stopped and then at some point we will immediately go back up. A U-shaped recession or ministry is something where uh, the church may shrink a ministry for several quarters for a time, uh, and then uh, they will bring it back up at some point. Uh, it could be as something that's insignificant, maybe as, hey, we're no longer doing the offering plates any longer in the services, and we're not gonna do that for six months, for a year, and then they bring it back up. But it's, it's a longer pause on that area of ministry. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a J shape is a new startup of the ministry. We've all experienced that for us at Christ Fellowship. We uh, went into manufacturing um, uh, through 3D printers. Um, uh, we, as of today, over 20,000 uh, medical face shields that we've given to hospitals, predominantly in the Tampa Bay area, but also 
in South Florida with uh, some partner SIN churches there, and then in New York with some COVID units. And so that is something we started up from scratch. Um, and there's new ministries. Every crisis gives us an opportunity to do something brand new that God gives us with. And then the L shape is something that um, stops and it's not going to, it's not going to ever start back up again. And so I've had many pastors and church planners say, Hey, when, when things get normal again, then I'm going to do, and they fill in the blank. Well, the reality is things are never going to be normal again. Normal is dead. Um, there will be a new normal, as you mentioned to Heidi. And, um, I think there's a context also for understanding, um, the new normal. And so I think we have to look at a couple things when you're looking at, Hey, are these ministries J ministries, things we're starting and we're going to keep, are they L things, things we need to retire and stop that are never going to come back? Are they, uh, things that, uh, we look at and there, um, some even have W's. Uh, that's one thing economists use also, where something's really strong and then it's going to sputter along, it's going to stop, it'll come back up for a little bit, and it's going to be fragile for a number of years. Or a U-shaped or a V-shaped where things have stopped, uh, but they're going to come back up at some point. And I think the context we understand and think through some of those shapes in is realizing that people over this period of time have created new habits and new rhythms pretty rapidly. And therefore, um, they have created and practiced isolation. And in isolation, there's unguarded, unguarded thoughts. There's things that uh, nobody's checking them on. And so I don't think people are going to come back the way they left us. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a new normal. You know, I, I kind of related to 9-11. You know, if you really think about 9-11, that there used to be a day where you used to walk your loved ones or whoever you was dropping off right up right. to the gate and then drop them off. And now it's kind of like you got to drop them off at the curb and the police are always telling you, all right, keep yeah. going, keep moving. Yeah. You know, and so there's a there's definitely a new normal when it comes to like how we engage with the, you know, in the airlines and airports. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is going to be a new normal for us you know, for us. And I think that's what's real helpful around this document is the what you just described, whether it's a V shape is coming back quickly, whether it's U is going to come back slowly, whether it's J that is going to accelerate or whether, you know, it's an L and it'll never come back. You know, so how are you specifically, you know, when you think about Christ Fellowship and you're sitting with this, I don't know whether it's before the decision makers, your staff, your elders, your leaders, how are you using a document like this or even to help you think through the the categories of whether which one fits into what category? Yeah, it's a great question. So I think we have uh, started identifying things that are no longer going to be part of our church, but we have to realize there's people that uh, gave to those areas. There's people that uh, uh, have served in those areas and they have, a lot of ownership in those areas. And so I think honoring them and the work they've done before you retire something is something significant that we will do as we communicate to people things that are not going to be part of our future. Um, I think uh, giving I think people- I think that's a really important point, um, Bruce, because yeah. 
Like there are certain things that as pastors and leaders that we know, like this is an L, this is an L shape. Like this yeah. is like, we're, this is not coming back. But I do think that we got to take the time to grieve that well in honor. Because ultimately when yeah. you're grieving, you're honoring the people who put their blood, sweat and tears, yeah. you know, in there and being able to, to honor them in that process, yeah. you know, and being able to do that. So I think that that's, yeah, that's very, that's wisdom. And, and then there's, there's new things that come up that we suddenly realize, while wow, this is going to be with us for a while, as I was uh, listening to a podcast recently where they are interviewing uh, Nancy Lublin, who started the Crisis Text Line, which is the largest counseling center in America. They counsel 4,500 people per day just in the U.S., um, online through texting, and three areas have dramatically shot up in the last two weeks. Um, one is spousal abuse, the second one is child abuse, and the third one is substance addiction. The three things that probably we could have figured had gone up, and she gave some numbers. There's been about a 6% increase in each of those, which means about 20 million people in the U.S., in the last two to three weeks have experienced a challenge in their life, have been victimized in a way that they would say, hey, the worst thing that ever happened to me happened to me during this time. So one of the things is, is we just start praying, we start going, wow, do we need a counseling center? Well, that'd be a J, we don't have a counseling center. Uh, are there things that we need to start preaching and teaching on, uh, realizing that we are dealing with people um, that have gone through some heavy, heavy damage? You know, I've been yeah. meditating on Ephesians 5.16 recently, and it says, make the most of your time because of the days are evil. And yeah. how do you know, many times we go, well, this world is evil, but I'm not evil. In fact, I've been serving uh, in our church planners and pastors been serving at another level. But I think many times what can happen is we go on autopilot and we don't get a fresh word from God about what is it that he wants us to do. And so our good um, becomes the routine of the past and we validate it and think we're going to bring it into the future and really, there's a warning shot for us. Be careful how you're spending your time because the days are evil. It is possible for my time and my life to actually be evil because I am only going on past obedience. I'm not asking God right now for what the future is. And so I think there's a need to pray and to say, God, what is the new thing you're wanting to do? What is the new thing you're wanting to stop? And I think it's going to take a lot of courage. Um, yeah, I love what you're saying about this idea. Of, yeah. Yeah, when you talk about this idea of courage to do it, because it's one thing to identify, but it takes a lot of courage to do that. And, you know, in this new normal, I think it's those people who who are operating out of that courage are going to be the people who are going to have, to have the most impact, especially around these J-shaped recovery things. I love the stats that you brought out. I mean, I don't love them. I actually hate them. But the that the reality that you talked about this, that this counseling center has brought out of um, spouse abuse, child abuse, you know, yeah. and addiction, you know, is just kind of like, man, that this is something that's important. So we need to think through like, what are some ways that God is calling us as a church, as a body 
to be able to address those things. And those are kind of the typical things that like our J-shape recovery, you know, where those things that where we can begin to look at. A lot of times when I think about it, I think about it in like the four categories, awareness, vision, strategy, courage, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the first one is awareness. Where are we? And being able to understand that this COVID-19 pandemic has brought some new realities and we need to become aware of that. Vision, where does God want us to be, right? And that, I think that that is an important, in light of where we are, where does God want us to be? Strategy is how do we get there, right? And then courage is what are the fears and obstacles that yes. will keep us from, mm. from being able to do that? And I think that as we think about kind of this new normal, the more better that we are taking, um, ca- you know, captive and understanding kind of where we are, the better that we can get that fresh word from the Lord to saying yes. this is where he wants us to be and being able to think through that. Yeah, I think you're so right. And I think there is an inherent fear in each of us because if you pastored a church or started a church, then where it's at right now has much to do with how God gave you a fresh vision. You know, at the Sin Network, we talk about not cutting and pasting from other people's visions, but asking God to speak to us directly. And I think um, as you've encouraged us to do that, you know, one of the, the fears or concerns is some of the very things that, that, that God led us to do in the past, he may also now be leading us to do in a new season to stop or to start, you know, um, or to change or to alter. I mean, those are the four things in Second Timothy 3. You know, we, the, the word of God teaches us things we should stop or change or alter or start up in our lives. And so um, I, was, I was fascinated with an article uh, from a research group called Praxis recently where they said many people want this to be like a winter and like a blizzard. And you just, you know, what do you do in a blizzard? You hunker down for a few days and it passes over. And they said, we don't think this is going to be like a blizzard. It's probably going to be more like an ice age where, as you mentioned from 9-11, there are things that will become normal for our kids growing up that seem abnormal to us. And they just grew up with whatever the new normal is. And so I think, you know, identifying, hey, God, what are you starting? What are you stopping? God, where are you at? Uh, How long do you want us to... um, pause on something um how quickly do we bring back things uh and categorizing those things and then communicating those things uh to obviously leadership and then to the rest of the body is a is a pretty significant thing to do that brings i think trust and clarity right and i think it's really going to be hard for us to you know to be able to plan too far one person that you know this is recent i forgot exactly where it came from but they said like we need to be able to understand that the impact of COVID 19 is going to hit us for a minimum of two to four years yeah you know and so we don't like you i love what you talk about this is not about just hunkering down this is about preparing for the long haul this is the this is yeah. like i have kids that are going into high school next year like their rest of their high school years yeah. you know people who are going to be graduating like this is the the new normal for them, you know, as we begin to think about that. And so I think this is really, really critical. So Bruce, I, 
I really appreciate it once again, mm. man, what you have done with that, you know, with Christ Fellowship leading the way and helping us to, to think about these things and to reshape. And as we think about whether, you know, as you think about your programs, ministries, and initiatives, whether they're V-shaped, recovery, U-shaped, J-shaped, or L-shaped, these are great categories that we can all use as it relates to us, you know, creating and establishing mm -hmm. a new normal. And, you know, in, in developing a vision from burden, what is your unique thumbprint that your church, you as a leader, mm -hmm. will allow you to do? Dr. Howard Hendricks used to always say, there's a lot of things that you can do, but what are those things that you must do? And I think that as a church, the more we can hunker down on those things that we must do, you know, the more that we can continue the mission, because that's what we've been embracing at the Center Network. We said that the mission still moves forward. It still continues. And we just got to, you know, be excited, you know, about that. I'm really excited about on May 21st, we're going to be um, hosting our a virtual live gathering here, mm -hmm. you know, in Canada, we're going to be hosting one on June the 4th. And so we're really just excited about kind of what this looks like yeah. for us as we continue to move the mission forward. But I'm really grateful for you sharing this document with me because it's helped me and my staff to help think through what does this look like for us as we go into this next season and establish the new normal. So thanks, yeah. Bruce. Really appreciate you, man. Thank you, buddy. It's great seeing you. You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.